0: All right, so in keeping on what we just did with f of x equals x squared, now we're going to look at f of x equals x squared for x less than or equal to 0. Find f inverse. Now the first part, interchange x and y, y and x, is same as always, right? So now we're going to say x equals y squared. We take the square root of both sides, y equals positive or negative, square root of x. Now, as we just saw in the last example, we can't have both positive and negative square root of x, because then we would have a sideways parabola, which is not a function. It would fail the vertical line test. To adjust for that, whoever wrote this problem set up the domain to be restricted to only x values being less than or equal to 0. So if we think about the parabola, y equals x squared, where x is less than or equal to 0, That's this part of the parabola on the left. The reflection of this graph is actually down here, like that. The reflection looks like that. And so this is our f of x equals x squared for x less than or equal to 0. And the inverse function, knowing what you know about the graph of the square root of x, is negative square root of x. The y values have to be negative. Now why is that? Because, cross off this plus now, because in the original function, the domain of f was x less than or equal to 0. So for F inverse, that corresponds to the range, the outputs being Y values, right? Outputs less than or equal to zero. So the y-values, the outputs of the inverse function, need to be less than or equal to zero. So that's why I had to use the negative square root of x. So you're going to have to do this when you're working on these problems. You're going to have to look at what your domain is given to be, then realize that that corresponds to the range of the inverse function. So you want your range to be less than or equal to zero. So that means you need to take the negative square root of x. You can also see it. From the reflection of the left hand side of the parabola in the line y equals x, and you get the bottom half of the sideways parabola. So you get negative square root x. So that's the answer. You say f of x inverse of x is the negative square root of x this time. The other option that we had before, now we take the negative one. Now, I mentioned this idea of one-to-one, and you can see that if we restrict the domain of the parabola, this does pass the horizontal line test for all x, actually for all possible y values, for all possible horizontal lines. The graph only passes through each one once, and that corresponds to our inverse function being a function passing the vertical line test. So just to show you some examples of what's one-to-one and what isn't, Over here, I have the definition of 1 to 1. I mentioned it out loud, but now it's written down here. A function f is 1 to 1, if and only if, meaning if you know you've got, for each y value, only one x value, then you can say 1 to 1. Or if you know it's 1 to 1, then you know for each x, for each y, there's only one x. So for each y value, there's only one x value. Here are some examples. These are the ones we've already looked at y f of x equals three x minus five it's a nice linear function as long as it's not a horizontal line then we're going to have a one-to-one function if it's linear right because linear functions only pass through horizontal lines at one place for any horizontal line you can imagine so it passes we say the horizontal line test Does this one pass the horizontal line test? This is the cube root of x minus two. Notice it's shifted over two units to the right, because that's what makes zero inside the square root, the cube root. I have a cube root of x minus two. Notice that for any horizontal line you can imagine drawing, even though this is a very flattish sort of graph, it always is going down a little bit here or going up a little bit here. So if you go from left to right, you can see that the y values on this graph are always getting bigger. What do we call that? You learned that in the last chapter. When the function's y values are always getting bigger as the x values get bigger, then we're talking about an increasing function. So f is increasing on its entire domain. So just think about that. This function's increasing on its entire domain and it passes the horizontal line test. It's a one-to-one function. This one, is this also increasing on its entire domain? This one, it might have have a horizontal tangent line right here, but it doesn't ever go down, right? So it's increasing, and then maybe it has a, a rate of zero at some point, and then it's going back up to increasing again. You'll see this also passes the horizontal line test. If you have the opposite of that function, say something that's going down from left to right, it's still one to one, isn't it? This function is decreasing on its entire domain, except maybe there it might have a slope of zero. But it's never it never changes direction, right? It never changes direction. We call that it not having a turning point. It doesn't have any turning points. It always either goes down or is horizontal for a second and then goes down some more or always increases with maybe some horizontal tangents. So it's never changing direction. So we're never going to have a problem with one y value having two x values for these four graphs. But here, y equals x squared, it changes direction. We have decreasing, then we have increasing, and that's why some horizontal lines. All you need is one. If there's just one horizontal line that passes through the graph more than once, then it's not one-to-one. So I have a horizontal line here that passes through more than once. It's not a one-to-one function because I have a turning point. I go from decreasing to increasing. Similarly here, I go from increasing to decreasing, failing the horizontal line test here, here, in lots of places. So these fail horizontal line test. I'm going to shorten this. Fail the horizontal line test. This last one, does this pass or fail the horizontal line test? We're okay there, right? And We're okay here? So are we okay? We have a problem here, don't we? we a horizontal line here passes through the graph in three places. That means for one output, one y value, there are three possible x values. By the way, this graph, how this graph came about is related to what you might have learned last semester. We have a zero at negative one, we have another zero at two, and we have turning points. I have a turning point at negative one, and I have another turning point right here. I'm not sure what the x-coordinate is, but it's right here. You can use what you learned in the last chapter to figure out what this point is using this formula if you'd like. But for now, just take my word for it or use your graphing calculator to see. Turning point here, turning point here. The turning points cause the problem because they make the graph go from up to down or from down to up, and we have a place where we fail the horizontal line test. So because the function's increasing in one place then decreasing in another, That causes the problem, and so for that reason, I'm going to show you some examples. They're going to come up where I'm going to show you how to use the derivative to tell if a function is one-to-one, even if you don't have an easy way to graph it. So um, here the derivative would be what on this side? The derivative would be positive here right and here the derivative would be negative so for different x values you can have a positive derivative or a negative derivative that causes the problem that's why it's not one-to-one this particular function so here's some examples of one-to-one feel free to pause and stare at them some more feel free to draw some pictures on your own and see if you can decide whether or not they are one-to-one or not